episode one of the Mercy Can't Stop Her podcast with your host, Judith Cambia Obatusa, J.K.O. This is a place where we share the stories of women who dare to dream in the midst of chaos. Women who plow through seemingly unending challenges to achieve what seemed impossible. Women like you and women like me. Here on the Messy Can't Stop Her podcast, we learn the strategies they use to surmount their challenges and achieve their dreams. I look forward to this journey with you. This podcast was birthed from my own experiences. It came out of the fact that I have been in those messy shoes. And I believed that there were women like me who life seems to be so hard for. And they've been waiting for change. And change hasn't happened. They've been praying. Some have been looking for someone to help them. They've gone for therapy. They're doing so much. And yet it seems there's no end in sight to their struggles. And they've discovered that there's no magic wand out there. So I decided that there are people like me who need to be encouraged. And together we can learn from those who have gone through these situations or even who are still in these situations, but have been able to do one or two things to accomplish their dreams or even what we may call great things. Whether going back to school leaving a domestic violence situation, whether learning an instrument, losing weight, starting a new business, writing a book, owning their own power, starting communities of support for others, supporting others through their troubles, surmounting mental health challenges. These women have been able to create something good and messy couldn't stop them. In 2016, four years after I migrated to Canada, my four children, I was knee deep in settlement challenges. My children and I were suffering the effects of racism, not just one-on-one, but systemic racism. I was fighting for the lives of my children, and it seemed there was nothing else I was doing except fighting every day fighting a power of powers that were stronger than me in a place that was new to me. Because of what I was going through, I wanted to help other people. So I decided to go back to school to get a master's in social work. After three applications and no admission, I decided, you know what? I don't have to go back to school to achieve my dreams. I can still help people where I am. And just as I threw that towel down, I got a phone call from a friend. This friend, I met her in a settlement organization during one of the programs that I attended. And this friend told me she just finished a community service worker certificate in a community college. Your girl wanted to do a master's degree. She said, why don't you do this program? While I was in the program, I was just thinking about you, Judith. I just felt you would do very well because it's just about everything that you already do. And I said, okay. I contacted the college and they told me, yes, they were so excited to have me. And they asked me to bring my transcript. I had a copy of my transcript. And they said all I needed was my foreign credential validation, which I had already done. I didn't need to go back to my alma mater in Nigeria to get my transcript, which was what I had to go do the three times I applied for the master's in social work programs. 
And I was so tired because anyone who knows Nigeria knows that to get a transcript from a university in Nigeria is like a camel going through the eye of a needle. Very hard, especially when you're not on ground. I was so excited. Then it occurred to me that there may also be a university that will take my credential validation. Maybe I could try to find one. So I looked around and there was this university I had never, ever heard of. And this university said I could apply. And I did not need to get them a transcript from Nigeria directly. They could use my credential validation as well as a copy of my transcript that I already had. That master's program was a blessing that I didn't know I was worn into. In 2021, I co-authored a book called The Warrior Women Project. In my chapter, my section of the book starts from page 59. I talked about the fact that when I came to Canada, I came with baggage, including the baggage of low self-esteem. So every day that I experienced a microaggression or my children and I had to endure systemic racism or worse of all, the I better pass my neighbor syndrome, also known as superiority complex from other migrants of color, it added to that low self-esteem. Attending Royal Roads University changed my life in no uncertain terms. As part of organizational culture, which was one of the first courses in my intercultural and international communication master's degree program, we did a color code personality test that was more comprehensive than those I had done in the past. The instructors also helped us see how to apply this in our work group so that we optimized the strengths of individual members of the team. This enabled me to not only understand myself better, but the instructor's encouragement that we appreciate everything about ourselves allowed me accept those things I had been made to feel bad about. You are too emotional. Yes, my personality type is emotional and thrives on intimate connections. You talk too much. Actually, my personality type thinks through talking. Yep, I am who I am and all that I am is good enough. We all count for something and our personalities are good enough when we all strive to understand one another. One major thing the program taught me was the strength of multiple perspectives. I never knew how fixated I was on my perspective until I experienced the liberation of welcoming and accommodating other perspectives. There are always other perspectives and that everyone, everyone does not have to agree every time. And neither do I always have to agree with everyone at all times. And you should be comfortable with that. I did not know that this was a problem in my life until I realized where some of the stressors I had had in my relationships had come from. This was a burden lifted as I realized that there must always be room to agree to disagree without fear of retribution. You know, when I was applying for Royal Roads, I told God, I said, if I don't get this school, then it will be that I'm not meant to go back to school to do whatever I'm meant to do in Canada. But I got into the school. And one thing that going to that school did for me was giving me more confidence. It helped me lay down my baggage of low self-esteem. I signed up to learn about community 
communication. But the program went beyond just teaching me the nitty gritty of communication, but also taught me about myself and how I was valuable. How though I came from another culture, my culture was good enough. And it wasn't because the place was filled with black people. I think only two or three black people were my cohort. Not only that, I was one of the oldest in the program in my cohort. So despite those things that should have made me less than, I was still encouraged and empowered. You know, I've learned, go where your soul, your light is allowed to shine. Why this story is the first one I'm sharing on Messi Can't Stop Her is because there was, there was a lot of chaos in my when and after I signed up for the program. I was in the middle of a court case of the government for my son's life. They wanted to take my first son from me. So I was in this God's gift for me master's program and fighting this battle up till two months before the submission of my last assignment in the program. They took my son to a city hours away from where we lived. In fact, within the two years of my program, he had lived in four cities and I was in court an average of once every two months. I had to go to different places to see my son, some of them cities I had never been to in Ontario. I remember one of them. The first time I went to that city, as I drove into the city, something gave way in my car and my car was busy screaming as I drove down the quiet streets in this very, very quiet beautiful remote part of Ontario. That was the Sinosure of all eyes. Not because I was wearing the latest fashion, because my car was busy going clunk, 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 clunk throughout the streets. And to make things much more interesting, I was black in a very white little town. I had to stop several times to ask for directions to an, an auto mechanic without any result. Eventually, I was able to find someone who pointed out an auto repair shop for me to go and fix the car. You know, God works in mysterious ways. And on my life's journey, I've learned to recognize the oasis in every desert. I found one in this little town. The mechanic was a white South African and his wife a white Canadian tried her best to help me. We got talking while I was waiting for them to bring my car's broken part from a city two hours away. And she told me about her stepson who had gone through the child welfare system and had garnered about 50 charges at the age of 16 within months of being in the system. She encouraged me and though fixing the car cost me about $2,000, I left that town with the strength of heart to not give up on my son. Someone who thought she meant well suggested that I stop the master's program. Why don't you continue when life is more stable? She asked, because this was so hard, right? I said, I won't give up. What will I say to myself future? If I dropped out of the program, how will I live the rest of my life knowing I hung up the boats and abandoned one more project? This one I wasn't going to abandon. So don't, don't abandon the project in your life. There's a project you're currently doing or in the process of doing, and it seems so hard. The winds of life are buffeting you from all corners. I want to encourage you to hang in there because what will be most impactful in your life is that which will be most challenging. It's always darkest before dawn. It's always sweeter after the bitter
So hang in there. Something really, really interesting about my master's degree is that not only was there the challenge with my son and well-meaning advisors asking me to drop it, I also had experts who thought my choice of a course was not good enough. A settlement counselor actually told me that I will not get a job by studying that. I did get my master's degree. I graduated. I walked down that stage and I got a job. And I got the job that she told me to not get. This is by no means the first or last of my messy can stop her achievements. But it is one that means a lot for me because it broke through decades of self-denigration and negative social conditioning to build my confidence and help me achieve something tangible. That period of my life taught me so many things and I'm going to highlight three of them here. One, don't give on yourself. Don't give up on yourself or your dreams. No matter how difficult your life situation may be, no matter the challenges being thrown at you from different sides, no matter how hopeless things may seem, there is light of this tunnel. Don't give up. You will still have the dreams that you dreamt, even beyond the dreams that you dreamt. Hang in there. Hang in there because when you hold on, you know in your heart that you still want more for yourself. Eventually, the tides will turn in your favor. Two, don't internalize negative words, even from experts, because experts are not all known. They only know the part that they know. And there are many things they don't know. And that's one of the things I learned from my master's program when I talked about the perspectives. You only know what you know. And in fact, we only know what we know. We don't even know what we do not know. And sometimes when we hear or see what we do, we challenge it because we do not know. I want you to not internalize negative words because experts are not all known. They don't hold the print of your life, your destiny, your journey in their hands. They only know and what they know is limited. What the biggest, greatest, most accomplished, most respected, influential expert knows is still limited compared to what they do. Three, go where you're allowed to shine. I stopped going to that place where I heard them tell me my choice of course was not good. I wouldn't get a job and all the other negatives. I stopped going there, even though there were other people there that were amazing friends to me. But this person who spoke this was in leadership and I couldn't continue to expose myself to such a place. Wherever you are, even if it's family, even if it's a workplace, where you are deemed, where your light is deemed, where you're made to feel less than, where you feel the weight of rejection, wherever you find yourself, do not continue to expose yourself to those spaces. Even if it's only one person that tells you you are great, someone who encourages you, go there, go where you're allowed to shine. And that's why... It's so wonderful that we have the digital spaces, Facebook groups. Facebook groups have been very helpful in my life in recent times. As I've almost stooped down under the weight of negative information about myself from people whom I held in high esteem, I have found that in the spaces on places like Facebook, I have found communities of support. So if you do not have anyone to talk to, 
when you listen to this podcast, we'll be sharing different communities of support where you can become a member. Go where you are allowed to shine. Don't hang on to relationships that beat you down. Yeah, some relationships, we cannot extricate ourselves from them because they are, they are bloodline relationships. But we can say no to exposing ourselves to those places that dim our lights. And I just want to encourage you. One, two, three things that I have highlighted. Listen, apply, and looking forward to you sharing those things that have come out of application of this new information. Or maybe information you already knew, but it's just been a reminder to you. But I look forward to sharing more time with you on the next episode of Messy Can Stop Her. Take care.